Hey hun, it's me, Danielle. I am a licensed clinical mental health counselor and I am here to talk about all the ways multi-level marketing and mental health do not mix. It is important to know that this podcast is not meant to diagnose or for treatment. This podcast is based off of personal experiences and opinions and is meant to educate and entertain. Now sit back and drink the Kool-Aid with me on this episode of From Huns to Humans. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of From Hunts to Humans. I am so excited for this episode today. I have TikTok superstar Jennifer Wild here. Wait, is it okay that I say your full name? Absolutely. Okay, yeah. yeah. You have to go follow her. She's a freaking amazing. If you like anti-MLM content, she, like, since I have started following her, I am just, like, so pumped every time she her face comes up on my screen. I'm like, yes, more. <laughs> So anyways, we are going to listen to her story today and go from there. Go for it. Thank you, Danielle. That is so kind. Thank you so much. I just am beam, I'm beaming ear to ear. Wow, that hurts my cheeks. Thank you. What an introduction. Um, if anyone wants to find me, it's at the Jenny Wild with a J-E-N-N-I-W-I-L-D. That's Instagram and TikTok. And that's interesting um, that you say that because I it's my personal accounts. And I've just been out there on social media, like everybody else doing my thing and formerly doing MLMs on those platforms, marketing a product, talking about a business opportunity and made the pivot. I did, but I didn't know I was going to be all anti MLM. I didn't know I would be this passionate about, about raising awareness, about educating people, what is not in the recruiting videos, what is not in the opportunity calls, what is not going to be talked about by a top earner who wants you to join their team. I just want the truth out there. Yes. (laughs) So, well, I think that one of the things that all of us anti-MLM creators kind of have in common, especially the ones that have been there is that like, we used to post all of our stuff all the time. So like, sometimes like to back off and like not share anything and not share this anti-MLM part of our lives feels almost disingenuous because we've been sharing so much. That's right. Correct. Correct. And you know, you, you're a person who I can tell by your podcast, which is so brilliant. I've listened to a few episodes preparing for today, wanting to kind of understand, you know, the format and, and you're just doing an amazing thing because where someone can listen to real stories hear your genuine um, input and and skill and expertise in the mental health space, but also having MLM experience, it's just invaluable. It's invaluable. And what a support, what a, what an amazing resource among many out there, but very, very proud of you and so happy to be here. You're amazing. (laughs) This is just fun. I mean, I, to connect with people and just, I think the fear when the thought 
crosses our minds or that gut feeling is just loud and strong when you're in an MLM, it's like, maybe it's time to leave, or I do need to back off, or maybe I'll just take a break from social media and you're contemplating the next move. I had no idea I'd connect with people. I was in fact, probably going to be very shy about launching into some other community, if you will, I'm doing quotes in the air because it's just what I had been through. And I thought that's okay. If I don't make friends right away outside on, on the big worldwide web or in another movement to learn about MLMs or advocate for people against MLMs, I don't know what's out there. I don't know, but to connect with you and to see the support in the anti-MLM movement, in the advocacy groups, in the Facebook groups, and on these platforms in chat threads and comments, it's, it's unmatched it. Cause you know what, there's no transaction and there's no expectation attached. We're all just here to listen, to support and to say, I get you. I see you. I relate. Let me tell you what happened to me. And, and it's just, you don't, you don't feel alone. You feel completely loved. <laughs> so yes. I, I think I want to encourage anybody with that too. You want to hear my story? Yes, I do. I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> I gave you kind of the top line highlights. Here's what happened recently. Okay. Recently, like I said, I um, did not know I would jump completely over to being a participant in anti-MLM, but I would say um, anti-MLM content and people driving a whole different narrative and telling a whole different story about multi-level marketing was available right on YouTube, Instagram. And I started to be aware of that two years ago. So here's the origin story. I was with three multi-level marketing companies since 2013. I was an active participant, meaning I joined. I knew what I wanted to do. And that was get that product pack or be the consultant or just get the discount, but have something to do with uh, being at home with two boys, having that proverbial pocket of time during the day where I could pop possibly run an online business, show up on social media, help people with skincare or makeup or whitening toothpaste. I won't go down the rabbit hole of where I was. Doesn't matter. Cause as you know, it doesn't matter what company they are all cut from very similar cloth and the culture and the archetype of the, of the business model is what is the problem. So let's just focus on that. But yeah, seven years, three MLMs. Um, I will say a name, name, the one I was with most recently was Monate because in 2017, Monate came on my radar and aside from just kind of seeing, maybe I could make some money or maybe I could use my skills to some advantage here. Monate was the one that I honestly was influenced and they, when they came on the scene in 2015 as a brand new company, they were aggressive on social media. They were like, cool, these platforms are open for us. Let's get these business women or these representatives, these partners out there and recruiting and talking this up and going live on Facebook, doing all the things. And I did see that as, wow, these women could teach me how to do that. They could guide me in that way where I was kind of doing my own thing. I'm a comedian. I'm an actress. I don't have a problem in front of the camera. I'm confident in that way, but yet I was looking at money and these leaders that were impressing me. I was just like, definitely to have what they have to talk about a business the way they are. That's what I can marry with what I've already got going on. And also they were a new company. So that was appealing as well. 
So I, I went into it and this is going to be where it's interesting for our conversation, because when we want to look at how mental health is in the sidecar all the time of our, of our lives, but for sure in MLMs, when you're in an MLM, I was not made aware. So I'm so glad a podcast like this exists. I'm so glad these conversations are happening to guard my mental health, to be aware of what is or isn't healthy for me mentally, emotionally, socially. And when I got into my mate, ironically, I was like, this is the perfect opportunity for me, not only to show up as a business partner to this brand and do some of this direct sales stuff, but I want to be honest online, just a tug on my heart. I hate saying that tug on my heart, but it really was like, I want to come out about my mental health disorder and issues. And that is predominantly trichotillomania. I have general anxiety. I have, um, you know, other issues. It doesn't matter. The point was the trichotillomania was taking over my life at that point. I was in a very low spot with it. Um. And do you yeah, want to explain what trichotillomania is for people that don't know what that is? Yes, absolutely. So trichotillomania is in a category called impulse control disorder. You tell us, you know, what you know of it as well, or from all your studies and all of your expertise, because <laughs> impulse control disorder is different than obsessive control, obsessive control disorder, right? So um, impulse control disorder is the pulling of hair, the um, tugging of hair, picking nails, picking skin and nail biting. They're all of the same sort of category where these are responses, responses to trauma, responses to stressors, responses to triggers in our life. And it's some kind of mechanism that is built into who I am, or if anyone else is afflicted with this, it's also in a category called body focused repetitive behaviors. And that's BFRB online. You can look that up, you can search it out. And I was wearing wigs. My trichotillomania, the hair pulling had gotten so out of control. I was now shaving my head and wearing wigs or wearing scarves and hats and feeling like I'm not living my best life, not living full out um, the life I want, kind of felt like I have this big secret. Mm -hmm. And I would rather, this is just who I am, I would rather talk about it or tell my story or be the person that's speaking up about trick in spaces like Instagram or on Facebook where I might be able to help somebody because again, I had seen other stories on YouTube and on these platforms where people were talking about this as an issue in their life and it helped me. So there was two things, December of 2017, I thought this is my move. I'm going to launch a business with a shampoo hair care company but as well as blog, if you will, document, speak on trichotillomania and general mental health, because that's just the journey I'm on. And maybe people can relate to that. Now, as you said, when you share your story, inevitably someone will hear it and relate to it and help. It'll help them. It might help them it, or it will wake them up to something. I'm learning more on TikTok these days about <laughs> deconstructing religions or, you know, understanding trauma responses and listening to people talk about narcissistic 
family member. Like it's just the learning, the stories are out there and the access to people that are telling those stories is just so plentiful. But when it comes to multi-level marketing, you see what I'm saying? I went to launch this business and I did not see that as a problem that I have these two goals in mind. Right. That I can talk about hair care, use some shampoo. And that gives me a sense of what I can offer people. So therein lies an inherent problem too. Am I enough? Is me talking about trichotillomania enough? But I also saw it as, yeah, I can make a few commissions on these products, bring in some money for my effort online, bring in some kind of income to help my family, but also share my, share my experience in mental health, be open about it, stop the stigmas about it, right. normalize having these conversations because it's, it's uplifting and empowering for people to do that if they're comfortable with it, right? Right. And of course, it, I can see exactly why you would be pulled to that too, because like with the hair pulling and all this stuff and like wanting to be an advocate for that, I mean, Monet or is it Monet or Monat? Let's clear this air. <laughs> okay. It's modern nature. So I say Monate, modern nature. Okay. But right. it's so funny that you mentioned that because I see the top earners, they've been in the company seven years since its inception and they'll still say Monet with a silent T like it's French or it's hilarious. It gets mispronounced all the time. All right. So like, but Monat, they say that their shampoo helps stimulate hair growth. They claim mm-hmm. that. They make that that claim. That's right. Um, so of course, like you would want to promote products that make that claim um, with that disorder, because like, if somebody was like, oh my gosh, I have that. And you were able to use the products and like got good results, then you would be like, oh, like, hell yeah. Like, look at these, this helps. Like that would be the hope, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And this was December 2017. So there was no pause in, on anyone's brain of maybe we shouldn't make that bold of a claim. And, you know, as we see today with, you can lose weight, you will have better, men, better mental clarity with our ketones. Our essential oils will help your child with his overstimulation. There's so many claims. So many claims. Don't even get me started on the pandemic and those claims that started cropping up with sterilizing surfaces or disinfecting this and that it's like, and, and helping cure diseases. No. So there was, it was definitely like, yes, it'll stimulate hair growth. And I did not, I did not have any recognition that I was in a whole big bucket of lies. You just don't, you are just trusting of someone who's presented this idea to you and is talking effortlessly and confidently about it to you. And I think in the place that I was, which was feeling vulnerable, feeling ready to tell my story about trichotillomania, be expose myself in this way about it. But like, I was excited. I was nervous. I was hopeful. And at the end of the day, you get on trainings with whatever multi-level marketing company you're with. And again, having no idea to go to an FTC website or to having no idea to do some kind of digging into what is this company really? You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm impulsive. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I got a whole disorder about it. I am impulsive. I am just going to go for it and kind of do all of my 
educating of myself along the way. I'll get in there, I'll train. If it's not a good fit, I'll leave. That's how I roll. And that's when, exactly what I said. <laughs> yeah, like this is it's a side gig. It's a side gig at best. But you, then you get in. And I think what happens with, this is where the culture of different MLMs can vary. And this is where a person's mental and emotional and social investment can vary for themselves as they go along. But I didn't just keep one foot out. I got real swept up in, oh, I, you mean I can earn X, Y, Z, this many figures a month, this many figures a year. Oh, you mean that woman that they keep showing us in training videos on stage at conferences, um, in broadcasts on their Instagram stories. Oh, she's earning such and such and such. And if it's possible for her, it's possible for you. And now comes all of the indoctrination, brainwashing, that might sound dramatic if we have any listeners that are like, come on, brainwashing. What is this, a Netflix documentary about a religious cult? No, but it is so similar. There's no better term for it because you are given one narrative out of one lens and it is to keep you working and to keep your belief on high, full tilt, 10 out of 10 belief. We literally sat down and were asked, do you believe in the product? Scale of one to 10. Do you believe in the leadership of this team? Scale of one to 10. Do you believe in the brand? The, com- the family that owns this company. Do you believe that um, in yourself? Scale of one to 10. It was broken down like that. And if you were faltering at an eight or a seven, you should probably do more personal development. You should probably go read another book by such and such an author, guru, life coach. You should probably check your heart, have the tough conversations. Is your spouse not supporting you? Go ask them why they're hesitant, you know, and everything like that. They're in your head. And so not having any red flag to really kind of go on or take any pause with before jumping in and starting and launching and being excited about it, my belief jumped to the top. And in that regard, um, right from those initial trainings, I would say in, in your experience, tell me if it's the same, you are fed, it's just like spoon fed the same stories of we were at the bottom and now we're able to pay off this or I was a postpartum depression suffering mama. And now I'm riding high and have this team and we support each other. And, and then you're on the pages of these groups and in chat boards and the love bombing. I didn't even know that was a term until I came out and saw some anti-MLM videos and the haze was lifted. Love bombing. It makes so much sense. You are thrown into arenas with new faces and new people where they are showering you with kudos, congratulations, hyping you up, gassing you up, making you feel like you really can conquer anything. Like you really can do all the things that are, as we know now, virtually impossible, unless you're a 0.001% earner. Incredible, incredible. And that's all, I don't know, swirling around you all the time. So from the mental health aspect, it was it was a lot. Yeah. And the other comment I was thinking while you were saying all that is like, you know, they shove all of this information at us and they say like, Oh, go look at it. Like, you know, go look into this, go look into that. But like in reality, like in reality, and I talk about this with um, Emma on the second Plexi Bessie podcast episode where we talk about, you know, when they tell you if you're questioning something to go do your own research, 
you don't yeah. do it. You're just like, oh, you're right. If, if you're telling me to do your own research, you must be right. Because if you wanted me to do research to find the same answer as you, I would. Exactly, exactly. And Monate came correct with their own science advisory board. Girl, when you talk about this product can make your hair grow or stimulate those follicles or this other essential oil can cure some virus. These companies are now coming armed with, we have doctors, we have a trichologist, literally a hair scientist. We have this health and wellness person on our board and they'll speak to you at conferences. And honestly, 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 sometimes I think deep, deep, deep down, I always had questions. I was like, I don't know if that's a paid actor. I mean, I know how the world works. I am well over 45 years old and... (laughs) And I mean, and it just, and also while it's all happening and you're immersed in this and I wanted to believe I wanted this to work. I didn't now with the trichotillomania, my mental health issues, having been a stay at home mom, all the circumstances of my life, I did not want to go back. Sometimes it's not even about what you want, but what you really don't. I didn't want to go back into job interviews, having a boss, having to dress a certain way having an expectation on my appearance, because all of that was shaken within me. How will I show up almost like in person or live with people, but here online, this is like, this is my jam. I can, I can create the world that I need to have existing for people that watch my stories for myself and maybe help them with some shampoo or skincare. And if I'm feeling good, well, of course I am toxic positivity and all the love bombing. If I'm feeling good, then this is all good. This must be a good thing in my life. Right. Right. And I keep trying to convince myself and just the months and weeks and years went by. So two years with money and deep, 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 deep down, they started to not be so deep. Those red flags, those questions, and just those into the intuition now trying to emerge out of like, Hey, Hey, now my intuition's like, what about this? Ask about the website. What about, they're telling you that that the hair growth is stimulated by X, Y, and Z ingredients. Deeper dive into that. Is that accurate? Like go, go outside to a website. That's not the truth about money.com and see, look for answers elsewhere, you know? And that's where it was like, okay, I I should probably listen to my gut here and honor what's happening. And then like you, there was other, other, situations, relationships, people that would kind of question and reactions in my DMs. No, I'm not interested. And I think that what you're doing is a pyramid scheme. All that kind of feedback was coming in. And it's like, who am I if I'm not taking a look into some of this feedback, some of these comments, some of this reaction? They're a human being as well. I'm trying to build a business. I understand people don't have the same viewpoints as MLMs as I do, but why, why is that their viewpoint? And instead of closing myself off to that and just ignoring all of that intuition and feedback, I listened. I don't know. I listened. Block the haters. You know, block them out, right? That is a tactic and mental health wise, if you're in an echo chamber of the same, same, same rhetoric, the same stories, the same narratives, the same teachings. After two years, I know I could run the whole Zoom call. I know what they're going to talk about. I know which 
person's testimonial about their big bonus check they got last month is going to be fire. I know what they're going to say. I know what the posts in the group are going to look like. And all of that started to seem very flimsy and very transparent, see-through. Like I can see right through to really what the truth is behind the fun and behind the love bombing and behind these other tactics. And so mental health wise for me, I, uh, I hung in there, but I really, sadly, when every intention of mine, when I launched money, especially was to truly live as my authentic self, truly be out there with my story, honest and vulnerable and ready to face the world that way. Sadly, I think I got a little further away from myself being swept up in what is multi-level marketing and those run the running for goals and the, the just phony relationships built on transactions and what someone can do for me in performance, you know? Yeah. So it's been quite a ride. <laughs> yeah. I think that you and I were talking too, just a little bit about, and you're the expert. I'll never get this right. But for me too, I, I mean, mentally just, I, I do understand. And I think some of, some of your guests has talked about this before the, the chemical reactions, the, the chemical rush and the chemical ride mm -hmm. that is serotonin, dopamine, cortisol, adrenaline, like everything is firing all at once sometimes with these MLM businesses and on your teams, because again, you're sort of on this moving freight train. And if you jump off, you feel like you're missing out on something, or you feel like you did all the things they, they, they are training you not, not to do. Don't quit before you're three feet from the gold. Don't stop and count yourself out and bench yourself from your Super Bowl winning moment. Don't, you know, and so you stay in it and you stay in it and you stay consistent and you stay hanging on for dear life on this moving freight train. But every month it starts back at zero. Right. And by the end of the month, it's running at a thousand miles an hour. And you're just like, you're, I, I have a personality. I believe that I allowed myself to go all in and be immersed in this, be a little obsessed with it. And for what? And then I just turned around March of 2020. I just turned around and just thought for what? Well, I am pouring of my entire self into this. And meanwhile, I know they've left questions unanswered. I know that if I bring up a strategic critical thought, they, they call that negative. They label it negative. I know that, that, that there's cheating and stacking of people and so many things to work around and rank. So I know this. And so why am I still pouring and pouring of myself into this when all the facts are there, the, the pay, they don't pay, they're not an employee, you're not protected. And a lot of times you come out of it, like a lot of people I thought were my friends weren't even really my friends. So it's a real, it's a real eye opener. Yeah. I, I want to go back to what you were saying about like the, the cycle of yeah. the, um, the month, I guess. Because it feels, yeah, yeah. Like, so you're forced into this cycle of 
every month you have to recreate the like the sales. So um, for me, it kind of started out with like, so I'll start with month end actually. So like month end comes, it's like the last week of the month and you are in full throttle. You're like, I'm going to like message every single person, make sure all of my clients are happy. They all have their products. And then I'm going to start messaging other people and I'm going to start really hitting the ground hard. So you put so much energy into this one week. And sometimes it's just really one day. Like they, on my team, on my last MLM, they would stay up all night on a zoom call Mm -hmm. messaging people. And yeah, I was like, I go to bed at eight 30, like get out of here. (laughs) I would stay up with them for like a half hour. And then I was like, all right, well, I I think I stayed up until like nine 30. Like I literally was going to bed at eight 30. So I would stay up until nine 30 with them. And I was like, all right, well, like that's it for me folks. Well, first of all, who is answering messages about wanting X MLM product after 930? Who is asked, who who wants those? Right, right. That's a very good point. The time zones. So for us, um, our MLM was headquartered on the East Coast. So it would always close down at midnight East Coast time. So you, you know, and so in the different time zones, you're doing different things to meet that nine o'clock Pacific, whatever it was. But I totally hear you. And then come to find out, a lot of times, and this happens every month in every MLM ever, it's really not reaching out, hoping somebody answers your Instagram DM and finally makes that decision to join you so you can rank, so you can earn the trip to the Dominican, whatever. It is actually probably all of that chess move stuff and house of cards stuff. Where can I put a leg? Where can I put a person? And if all I need is a person, then I think I'll probably um, just really call that favor into my cousin or I will will just really probably what is my what is my you know get a prepaid visa and do what I have to do with somebody like with money you needed a you needed a social security number so it had to be granny or like but there were so many announcements end of month like 11 p.m like my mom finally decided to join like girl we know we know what's happening here we know that you said I'll pay for it can right. I use your social security number to make a new account? That's right. That's absolutely right. And and we know that that's the workaround. And it's we'd all be lying to ourselves if we tried to say it's not. And they do. They try and say that's not it. Wrong. We saw it. We know. And the eleventh hour miracles, they would call it the eleventh hour miracles. We we made a thousand dollars in volume just in time. And it's like hmm. And, and some of that's been absolutely exposed for real. Now, how does that, I like to bring it back to somebody's wanting to be in earnest, protecting their mental health and guarding their energy and truly ex- establishing boundaries. Like you were talking about, I won't get on zooms after nine or no, like putting the baby to bed is not optional. That is part of my life. That's why I'm home. I don't want this business to start taking away from my family. The whole point I got in this was flexibility and time freedom. So you put up those boundaries and that is healthy. That's good. It's good with any job, any corporate job or any, any, anything you're doing. Um, the problem becomes when then you're going to probably be the person that's dumped from the next month's zoom call 
invitations or dumped from that chat or made to feel like an outlier in that way. If you are not following what the leaders are doing and what they are doing is truly giving so many hours and so much of their energy to this endeavor that again, holds no promise for income is not sustainable or even predictable. It's entirely dependent on people joining, being convinced that this will work for them too, and buying product. And at that point, if they walk away, the house of cards starts to teeter a little bit and fall. Yeah. 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 And you're constantly trying to replace people. Like the attrition is insane. Like, you know, because not everyone that joins gets roped in the way, like, I feel like everyone that I got to join my MLM when I was like really recruiting, I was in Plexus. So Mm -hmm. when I was in Plexus, I would get people to join, but I have ADHD. I get those dopamine hits real hard. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of the people that I had joined didn't really get that like grab that I got that like hit that satisfaction. They didn't like get the bug the way that I did. And that's why they fell off so quickly Mm -hmm. because they were like, Oh, this sounds good. Discount. Awesome. And then like, when I tried to explain to them the whole system, they were just like, no, that doesn't sound amazing. Like you're making it sound. And I was like, I don't get it. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Like how you would see someone join and their level of enthusiasm or their level of that hook in that need to be involved, that adrenaline rush or any kind of emotional rush that comes with somebody really did recruit someone. We have something to celebrate or everybody's posting their success story in this comment thread. What are, and you just start to feel some kind of way about things. Yeah. Personality like mine, it fed off that and just fed off that. And I think it goes back to the fact that I just truly was looking outside of myself for some level of fulfillment and a purpose. I think that MLMs speak into, and really any cult, why do people even gravitate towards any organization that is cult or cult-like in its behavior, information, thought, and emotional control? Well, they really probably just at the base of things are a human being and our number one desire is to belong, to feel loved, to feel included. And if that gets broken down in any way and the loneliness settles in, we are feeling isolated from some areas of our life or people that can be very damaging, heartbreaking. There's a whole other subset of what's going on with that. So to belong to something, to be invited, hashtag, you can sit with us, Yes. come to our table, come to our table. We want you to sit with us. That whole idea is now I see it as manipulative and it is just, it is still trips me up to think that I use those hashtags. I talked about God and spirituality. I'm sure of it in some of my live videos or in thinking I'm where I'm supposed to be. And I'm glad I found a business that I can use social media, which I'm on anyway, to make some sales or make some pocket money or to make even more money than that. 
it trips me out that I, you, I did talk about those things and I believed what I was talking about. So everyone in MLMs is not bad. They don't have bad intentions. They don't start out at all thinking, I know what I'll do. I'll talk about the fact that God is aligned with this business. And so coming into this business is inherently right and good, or I know what I'll do. I'll talk about my impulse control disorder and my body focused repetitive behavior. And if I can really speak to people that have that problem too, they'll join my team. I didn't, that is, that's not what happens. Right. We need to remember that every single recruit at some point starts because they were invited and they and they, they had a call to want to be part of something bigger, something that looked enticing and positive and loving and fun and all the good feelings. Right. And then they get swept up in it. And so what is absolutely mind blowing is now that when you sit on those Zooms and somebody starts to talk to you about it, they're training you. And now they're training you, you're in it. You've been in it three months, you're on Zooms and they're telling you, Hey, you know what? There's women out there that are lonely. There's women out there that are at home moms or military spouses. And look, they don't have a friend group. They don't have a community. Hashtag you can sit with us or go into Bumble and just start making new friends. You guys, who doesn't want to make new friends and what new friends don't want to hear that they can really rock this business or they have talent and skill. Who doesn't want to hear that? Get in people's DMs and just be yourself, but make friends and be a light in this world. And people will just gravitate towards that light and join you. That's how easy it is. And we all make money. Here's the, here's the thing. Now you're telling, we don't even recognize when you're in the MLM, you don't even recognize, oh, that's how they targeted me. That's how they found me. Yep. I had a vulnerable moment. They spoke into a weakness and an insecurity and a empty part of me. And they promised this MLM would fill it up or they promised this business would patch it all up. Wow. You don't even make that connection. You are told you're being a light, you're being helpful. It's this altruistic, good-natured, right as rain motive and intention. So creative, well-intentioned, sensitive, beautiful people are doing MLMs and they don't even realize that they are now flipped to being the person that's in a sense, preying on the individuals. They're now out seeking out who's hungry, who's vulnerable, who's lacking something in their life. And it's, it's wild. Absolutely. Because so people in like some anti-MLM spaces, especially people who have never been in an anti-MLM will say things like, I can't believe that this nurse or this therapist or this lawyer could be so stupid to Mm -hmm. join an MLM. And I'm just like, what do you mean? Like, like, I'm not stupid. Yeah. Like, I was tricked. And like, if you're in this space, you need to know that people were tricked and convinced and manipulated. And, you know, sometimes the person that manipulated into didn't manipulated you into the situation, didn't even know that they were manipulating you. Like you think you are sharing this amazing life-changing thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's truly what I think most people, especially at the bottom, believe. Yeah. Is that exactly. they, you are going to change someone's life. Oh, yeah. That's all encapsulated so well, too, when you look at something like the conferences, because the arena is full of, you know, there's 65, 70 people in the front rows that are the millionaires, multimillionaires, or 
they've made their million in commissions. The eight, 10,000, 20,000 that populate the seats that are in the nosebleeds. But you know what I mean? That visual, that is the, that's the bulk of the people that are just simply, like you said, they believe in everything that's going on. They idolize the people that have gone before them. They aren't, they don't see anyone that sits in the corporate offices, constructing these comp plans, planning this event, booking the speakers, the music, the dance, everything that's going to get those, again, those chemicals going like, oh, I'm so juiced. My conference, I know this company loves me. You hear it all the time. They pour into us. You don't even know what they did for us. They brought Mel Robbins or Tim Tebow to come talk to us because they care about us that much. They care about you working for free, spreading the name of their brand only to recruit more customers, which are really the representatives because no one else ever will ever care about this brand other than the people that believe it's a life-changing business. So the cycle just continues. The cycle just continues. And that that height of a four-day, three-day, we heard from our CEO, they talked to us, they, they put up all these cool areas in the expo so we can test products, so we can buy them at a discount. You're the customer, you are being manipulated, no one realizes it, and that's to the tune of thousands and thousands, that entire base. They, and I struggle with that too, because I've even done TikToks and talked about if someone is, simp- I even told myself, you know what, Jenny, if you're not making money, at least this is bringing you joy. Yeah. I, I rationalize, I rationalize that for myself. I um, joy, yeah. told myself that, you know what, it's kind of just like a glorified hobby. Yeah. I literally told myself that I was just like, you know what, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun. It's, it's a hobby. Yeah. Like, Cause I wasn't making enough money for it to be a job. <laughs> Yeah. And the, and the shampoo smells nice or the collagen powder tastes okay. And we just keep going with it. Yeah. And, and, uh, after a while, it's just, there was always a letdown and there was always a minute and a flicker, like thinking, you know, that something wasn't in alignment, that icky feeling that you might get when someone does say, go on Bumble, make new friends or DM people this way, or try this tactic. This is what I did. And two market partners joined me. So you, look down this list of what our income producing activities that your upline gave you, or that's in the library of documents or whatever. And you just start to feel like, maybe I'm not cold calling or exactly cutting and pasting a message, but I don't feel right about this. And it's that feeling that I think when we also speak about how mental health is compromised in MLMs, that is your intuition talking to you. And MLMs train to push out of your comfort zone, push past what's comfortable, push past what negative naysayers, as you mentioned, haters, push past what people from high school think they don't matter, they're not paying your bills, and also push past your own limiting beliefs. So now they're taking an entire way that I'm thinking and actual instincts and intuition and integrity that's talking to me within myself, and they're asking me to quiet it down. They're telling me to push past that point, send the message anyway, keep recruiting anyway, use this tactic, try this, make new friends everywhere you go, see people as potentials and anything icky that was speaking to me like, oh, um, maybe I should just step back. 
they want you to label that a limiting belief. You're limiting yourself and your potential. Keep going, keep going. And if you don't, and you listen to that intuition, you listen to those gut feelings, now you're a quitter. Now you quit the business too early. You'll never know if you were going to make a million or be the next director because you quit. And now you're on anti-MLM and you probably are bitter because you quit because you weren't successful. And that's the whole narrative they paint on that mm-hmm. and the labels they put on that. It's, it's just been so interesting to me to be on both sides of it. And, but I, yeah, at the end of the day, I really, I do want to remember, and I think that's an important point that the majority are not complicit or culpable or intentionally up to no good. They are just doing what has been laid out for them and continuously pushed as the narrative toward them. It's pretty, pretty powerful stuff. Pretty powerful stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, and a lot of people will talk about how like you're both a perpetrator and a victim all at the same time. And that's one of the reasons that it's so hard for people to leave because you have to realize that you did harm. Like, it's so hard to look in on yourself and be like, I did that and admit that what you were doing is wrong. And I think that's part of the reason why, like, when people are presented with anti-MLM, quote unquote, theory, I guess, I don't know what word to use, you know, they're just like, no, like, how, how could it be that, like, I'm a good person, I'm not manipulating people, so, like, it takes some really serious guts to look at yourself and to get to this point, and so, if you're listening and you got there, like, just know that we're all really proud of you, like, that's why we do this to know, for you guys to know that you're not alone, like, you're amazing. (laughs) Absolutely, that's such a good point, and it does come back to, like, wait, if somebody is saying that I'm predatory because I'm in an MLM and I just want to share this opportunity or speak on this to somebody, does that mean I was a victim? I ran with the argument that nobody's a victim. When I heard someone in anti-MLM YouTube say that or do a video about that, that this is a predatory business model, I was like, this is 2021 or 2020 and women can make decisions for themselves and we're grown women and we've made the choice to be here and it's not prey and victim. I don't get it. And so that is very difficult to reconcile because at some point you have to understand, oh, I was, I the one in the vulnerable place kind of going back to what I said before. And then, yeah, am I now, am I now perpetrating some nefarious thing on some, and you have to kind of work all that out. Um, I, I like you want to encourage anybody listening to, to sit alone with any feelings like that coming out the other side, or even contemplating maybe leaving. And you might be feeling some level of embarrassment or shame or any such myriad of feelings and emotions and thoughts on that. I really encourage anyone to reach out. Yeah. If there's someone on TikTok or Instagram or in a platform that is resonating with you, you like how they presented the information, you feel some level of comfort. Here's the thing. Nobody wants anything from you. You're you're reaching out to them doesn't lead to a financial transaction of any kind. This is simply, it's 
anti-MLM has been one of the safest places I've felt right at home and just zero intrepidation. Everyone I have talked to and met with and connected with has truly helped me get through another phase where I'm cringing at thinking of old videos or where I'm just wanting to talk to somebody about a specific point because they were in my eight too. Or, you know, I want to understand some other level of the business and how it works. I feel that having someone to bounce an idea off of, vent to, is so helpful. So I hope that people find that too and can not feel alone ever because it's hard. It is hard. It's so hard. Yeah. Um, And I think, you know, it's something that I personally feel like I deal with it every single day. Like every time I go in my bathroom and I see one more Arbonne product that I still haven't used all of, I'm just like, oh my gosh. And how many people have this on their bathroom sink? I get overwhelmed looking at a post that someone made or a reel that comes across my feed now for someone that's in an MLM and the comments by the hundreds are, DM me the info. I'm interested. More info, please. How'd you lose the weight? Uh, and I just get, oh, I just get so heartsick thinking there's a person with so much hope in that comment. They have been marketed to. They've seen some before and after picture. They are feeling like they're missing out on something if they don't ask the question or at least gather that intel. What is this? How did you lose the weight? How did you cure your son's eczema? Whatever it is. And those people in every comment having so much hope that there's an answer. There's an answer for them. There's a solution for, can I make money from home? Can this product help our lives? Can this community be something I can plug into and be so fired up about like this girl, that girl, this influencer? So yeah, I, I, I think it's just, I, I, at that point, I just say one, one day at a time, one day at a time, remember who I might be helping. Remember that there's someone out there like me, there's someone out there like you, and they're just looking for someone who is voicing what they've been feeling for a while. And maybe that's, that's a safe place to start the conversation. Yeah. I wish I was talking to another anti-MLM creator um on Instagram and I was saying you know I wish that we had like an anti-MLM convention but like less culty like I just want to have like a big pizza party with everyone and like be able to have that same shared experience that like you know because like we all want wanted the community that was part of why we were there and I'm like why can't we do that like who's gonna organize the pizza party (laughs) yes because I'll tell you that's so that's actually not a bad idea. And you're so funny when you say less culty because conventions are amazing how they bring people together. The body-focused repetitive behavior organizations um, have, a, there's a foundation called TLC. They have a big one. And since COVID was a thing, it's been tabled or it was virtual. And I hope we can get back to that and at least have some kind of content creator meet up or like anyone who needs support meet up. Let's go. We're in this city. We're in that city. Eventually, who knows, because I think it's really taken hold and gotten a strong footing. It might have been lurking around in places like Tumblr or Reddit or, you know, just in town halls or at coffee houses in different markets being this, there's a website, there's a whole, there's anti-MLM existed before social media did, but I love that it's getting as loud and present and available and, and, um, and 
as often as showing up as often as the recruiters themselves or as the top earners themselves or the companies themselves. I think it's really powerful and it's not just people saying, I lost money. So I just want to warn people. It's actually, Hey, the Florida attorney general is really working on something here. Everyone should be aware. Monate is being um, told to adhere to certain rules and regs. Everyone should know about that. This is what you should know before you align yourself with a company, before you invest even $5 over here. And just that kind of education is incredible, incredible that that's becoming more and more available. And at least within a few clicks, you can get there to some pretty key information. I love that um, when you say have a pizza party and have it be less culty, there's also this little feeling I get when I know that someone has, yeah, dropped a new podcast or there's going to be like when Lula Rich came out on Amazon Prime, I was just like popcorn. So like, let's go. I'm let's firing this up. Probably going to watch it two times through. I want to know who everybody is. I want to hear every piece of, you know, information, because again, how similar was it to my experience? Is there anything relatable that I'm picking up that I don't feel invalidated or I don't feel like I'm, it just helps to really kind of navigate through to see on large platforms, multi, multi-million dollar documentaries to small creators doing Instagram stories. It's just incredible. It's, it's out there and it's available. And um, yeah. What would you say, um, I, I guess, if you're okay with this kind of being like our final question? Yeah. I know yeah. we both kind of have things that we need to do. Um, but uh, also, if you ever want to come back, please do. Um, okay. But anyways, as a final question, what would you say to people that are nervous about like reposting our content, like particularly more people like your content that like make funny content or informational content? I mostly just repost everyone else's stuff um, yeah. because my life is just too chaotic right now to make my own. <laughs> but like, yeah. Yeah. you know, what would you say to people that believe in the anti-am community, but are scared of posting it because they don't want to hurt their friends' feelings? Oh, that's huge because I still go through that too. I have been way more creatively free on TikTok. I am letting it rip out there. And then on Instagram, on Instagram, so much more conservative, really just like softballing up, like, this is my opinion, take it or leave it. And not knowing exactly how to do all this on Instagram out of that fear. It's very ironic because MLMs will be the first to preach and train. Never let anyone's opinions define who you are, what you do. Again, they don't pay your bills. They aren't in your home or in your day-to-day. So go be yourself and go do what you want to do. And I had one person as well in my upline train on how it's an advantage to be polarizing. And I was always like, no, you know, (laughs) no, I don't want to send one group. Right. But she was like, no, be polarizing the count, the engagement on posts. I mean, this is a, this is a marketing thing, but it's also obviously a psychological and manipulative thing. Be polarizing, make the statement um, that will offend people. And other people will be like, yes, queen, I got you. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Because the comments will come and the engagement will come and that's going to drive the algorithm and your ability to be seen and heard and da da da. And then you can grow your business because the next post can be about shampoo. And, you know, so that's a tactic. All right. Be polarizing, 
what my people pleasing self and my little Enneagram seven, I'm just here for the good time. Like I can't do that. What? You know? And so navigating this whole last two years online for every human being, we, so I was ready to give up. I might as well just walk away. I got people in my life. And obviously we all do that are for this and against that. And without getting into detail, yeah. vote for this person or don't vote for that person and align with this and align or align with that and justify and rationalize their positions tooth and nail. So it's very precarious to try and navigate that. I would say if somebody wants to dip a toe in and just kind of throw something up on an Instagram story and it'll disappear in 24 hours. Find those posts that are truly about the education. Find the posts that are truly about, they're not a reaction to a snarky, attitudinal boss babe who's shaming people for having nine to fives. It's not that. And it's not anybody who's, right? Because there's a certain humor and there's a certain edge and there is a certain tone. I would say make it the educational posts, the ones that are quoting the FTC, linking back to those sites, the ones that are defining what a pyramid scheme is. I can't even believe this is still up for debate. I was right there in MLM saying pyramid schemes are illegal. But <laughs> guess what? Pyramid schemes can be legit in the eyes of the FTC if there's a product available, if there's some material good being provided for the money spent and they get away with it. We see very illegitimate and nefarious and inappropriate things fly under the radar and under the legal rules all the time. So they exist and they do, and they probably line politicians' pockets to do it as well. So pyramid schemes are um, real and MLMs are categorically that. And so anyway, post the education, post the facts, post the mathematical truth, post statistics and data. I think that's a safe one to do. And then you can kind of just get a temperature check on how people receive that. Um, I think to, to kind of navigate through, if anyone is contemplating taking a step back or taking a break, it kind of just starts with that. Maybe I'll just take a minute for myself, journal about my thoughts here, go to a trusted friend who is not on my same team, but a sideline, there's ways to kind of navigate through. I welcome anybody to DM me. If you do find me on TikTok or Instagram, I'm open to that. I'm available. And um, I can't promise I'll get back to you in the most timely fashion, but you know what I mean? Like the DMs are open. I'm here to help anybody process, vent, just do a rant on, you know, if they're angry, if they're feeling like they made a big mistake, if they are sad, somebody ghosted them or blocked them, you know, anything like that. Absolutely. So I hope that's helpful. Yes, I think it is. And I totally agree with you. I definitely softball my personal Instagram. And then I put up the sassy stuff on my podcast Instagram. Cause I'm like, okay, well, like these are the people that like, I know get me. And like, I sometimes I'll throw up a sassy one because I'm sassy. But like, I try yeah. to put more of the informational stuff because I do have friends that are still in and I try really hard not to like offend them, but also to educate them. And I'm like, well, you're still watching my stories. So like, I must have not pissed you off too bad yet. <laughs> That's right. And we have to remember if they're still going through an end of month cycle or any of that up and down and starting back at zero, 
I never forget cramming for those end of months, Danielle. And then you turn around and on the first, your upline's like, hey, I hope everybody slept well. What are your goals this month? And you just want to be like, I, what? I can't believe, I need a, I need a minute, you know? And it's just, so you know, they're going through that too. Yeah. And just remembering, I love the name of your podcast because remember everybody is human. They yep. really, really are. Even the woman that is getting extra saucy on her clap back here from the MLM side or the, or the one that's made a video that no doubt proves great points, but is doing so in a combative way, anti-MLM. Either way, everybody's human and everybody is coming from a place of, again, good intentions and well-intentioned. They are just in a different belief mindset space of yeah. thinking and, and walking through their life. And especially if your livelihood is, is that risk, um, it is a ton to process through. So everybody's human and, and go, go with grace and patience through that. But I have, I mean, I'm so grateful you invited me here. I feel. I'm so glad you came. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so, so much. Yes. Are you kidding? Don't leave that door too wide open. I will be walking through it all the time. You need me on your podcast? <laughs> yes. Always. Um, thank you so much. Can you throw up your, um, your uh, handles again? Can you tell everyone yeah. one more time in case they didn't follow you at the beginning? <laughs> Of course. Yeah. I'm glad that, um, I was able to get them the same on both. So on Instagram, I am at the Jenny wild J E N N I W I L D. And that's my handle on TikTok as well. If you find me on TikTok at the Jenny wild Jenny with an I, then you'll, you'll link to my Instagram too. Perfect. So good to meet you and see you and do this. Yes, thank you. Um, and for anyone that's listening, please remember to share the podcast. Give me five stars on Apple Podcasts if you can. Um, I have five whole reviews and they're all five stars. So um, if you don't like the podcast, please just don't read it. Um, I want to live in the tunnel for that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, that's awesome. Well, actually, I'm really not. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, please read it. Please share. Please email or DM me if you want to be on the podcast and share your story. Um, I release these episodes right as I do them for the most part. So like I don't hold episodes like I just put them out there as people come to me. So Mm -hmm. I want to hear your story. People want to hear your story. You're not alone. We love you. It's important. You're important. And you're and as one of the greatest creators, Cece Suarez says, you are worth so much more than being in an MLM. And I started to really see that all the time, all the energy, the neglect my relationships were getting and the lack of pay in my pocket for everything that I am worth. I finally woke up to that. So I hope your viewers really get so much out of your podcast because I sure do. And keep it up. Keep it up. You're amazing. Thank you. you. All right, everyone. Have a great night. Bye.